0: Awesome. Well, today we're going to get to interview one of my dearest friends and spiritual sons and one of my heroes, Pastor Samuel Sangupta. He is an apostle of God to India. Would you please welcome him as he comes and joins me today? Ashun. Welcome, my brother. Come on. They gave me the tall seat because he's taller than me, I guess, is why they did that. So. so, Pastor Samuel and I met in 2003? 2002, and he was one of my Bible school students, um, and gosh, we've been connected ever since. You were you were single in those days. Yes. You were believing God, <laughs> and then two years later, Sister Chanda came along, and they have two beautiful boys. Well, I wish we'd have had pictures to show of your boys. They're, his 13-year-old is as tall as his dad now, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, it's, they grow fast, don't they, guys? Anyway, so... Pastor Samuel, before B.C., before Christ, he, I mean, we all have a B.C. testimony, right? Right? Okay. His is really interesting. He used to be a train robber. He would rob trains, right? Yes. Want to tell us about that or not? You don't have to. <laughs> He's yeah, like, I know nothing. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was a train robber before I came to the Lord. Yeah. He told me one time
0: he still robs trains. He's just robbing the train going to hell, and populating the train going to heaven.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's still a train robber. Yes. <laughs> so before Christ, your life was all about taking. Yeah. And now your life is all about giving. So, what was it that made you decide that serving Jesus was better than the life you were living?
1: Uh, actually, uh, uh, like born in Christian family. But the past life was not good, just hanging around with the wrong people and doing all kind of wrong things. Mm. And my turning point was like uh, I was running from my life, but I don't know that I was running towards the life. Mm. Uh, I have done like when I was robbing the trains and the year of 2000 uh, in month of June, I, I have robbed some things and everybody knows that Samuel, he did that one. So those people tried to kill me. So I run from my life, from that, from that place. And on the way, I made the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And I can say that's like the prayer of my mom and dad also because they were believers. And they were keep praying for me and for my life, for my life. And when I run from my life and I was uh, running towards the life, then Jesus caught me in the way and he changed my life. So So. you were running from your past. Yeah, I was running from my past. But you ran into your future. Yes, I was running towards my future. How
0: many of you, aren't you glad his parents prayed for him? How many of you have a loved one that maybe they're running from God? Anybody? Well, this is a great testimony and encouragement to you today. So your prayers are making a difference. Amen. Can I just see your hand one more time? you have a loved one that's running? Can we just pray for those people right now? Father, in Jesus' name we lift up those husbands or those wives, those children, grandchildren, brothers and sisters, whoever they may be that are running from you. We just ask that you send laborers across their path and we say, like Jonah, you can run but you can't hide. We pray that you will prepare a great fish for them that will swallow them and spit them out right where they belong in the perfect will of God. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many know what the whale said when he, after he swallowed Jonah? You can't keep a good man down.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: sorry. All right, so what in a lot of Hindu families, it's a big sacrifice when you come to Christ because your family rejects you. In the Muslim world, it's that way also. Yes. Was it a, what kind of sacrifice was it for you to become a Christ follower?
1: Like to become a the Christ follower, for me, like the, uh, from my parents' side was no problem because they were believers and they want me to follow Jesus. Yeah. But I, I have the problem with my friends and with my society because I have done many wrong things in my life and every day those people were cursing me, let him die. And when I changed my life, it was really hard for me because my friends, they came back and they wanted me to come and do the same thing. And when I said no to them, it was very hard for me and for them also because I changed my life and I gave my life to Jesus. So they wants to kill me because I was the leader of that group. And when I was not there, they did not did any crime. So when I came back, they wants me to come and join them and do the same thing. So when I said no, they, they were afraid. And they thought I will go to the police and I will tell their name. But I told them that I'm not going to tell your name, even if the problem comes, then I will take everything upon me. But they don't believe that. They wants to kill me. They put the revolver and they says, if you don't come, then we are going to kill you. So I says, if you want to kill me, you kill me, but I don't want to go with you. So 2000, they put the revolver and today 2000, it's almost 19, so I'm still alive because I am in the hand of God. So those things, I I, I face the problem, the people who cannot speak to me by seeing my eyes, those people, they came and they want to kill me. And when the people know the Samuel is changed, the many people where I did the wrong things, they came, they trade me, they came and they beat me. And e- e- even like when I was walking from my village, my friends, they just came and just they, they, they used to throw the, the, the girls, the ladies dress to me like a sari. We used to use the, in the ladies in India, they use the sari's. So they used to throw the sardis, even the bangles, the lipsticks sticks, and they used to tell me to just, you bear and stay in the house. You don't have to come out from the house. So in th- those days, I was struggling with those, those things. And one and a half year, I struggled a lot because nobody was trusting me. Nobody was giving me any money. Everybody wants me to die. So it was very hard. For me, when I accepted Jesus, not from my family, but from my friends and from the society where I, where I live. So I struggle all those things in my life.
0: So I don't know if you caught this or not, but before Christ, he was basically the head of a crime syndicate. Yeah. And they, the trains they robbed. So where, where Samuel lives, it's, it borders four yeah, countries. It,
1: it, it, we are surrounding with the four countries. It's in India. It's India. In, it's India nepal bhutan and the bangladesh and tibet one side is totally the himalaya and the other the himalaya there's a tibet so tibet. i was surrounding with the those uh, those countries and in my country like most of the crimes like the drugs and the like the crimes things they supply and they used to come from the train in those days and i used to rob all those things
0: so he was People were illegally smuggling things, so he was robbing the bad guys.
1: Not the good guys.
0: Not the good guys. (laughs) So,
1: so those people, not the public, like uh, the people.
0: Right. So, that took boldness, right? Or something else, I don't know. I th- <laughs> <laughs> so the people that were wanted to catch him were not necessarily the police. It was the bad guys. Yeah, bad guys. Yeah, so that, I don't know, that was probably worse. Yeah,
1: but when, when we, we dropped those trains, the police also, they they, they catch, like the chasers, they shoot also. Many times they shoot the bullet also with the revolvers. But uh, somehow we are safe. And on those days, I was thinking that that's my strength. Mm. But now I understand why God protect my life. Yeah, because
0: he had a greater calling. Yes. Wow. He had a different train for you to rob. Yes. <laughs> Come on, somebody. This train is bound for glory. This Amen. train. All right, so what are some of the best practices in your life that keep you in the right path?
1: So the first thing I say that, that f- to keep me in the track was praying and spending my time with the presence of God. Mm. Second, to read the Word. And the third, to just to spend my time with the godly people who have the faith stronger than me. So I, I found like that I leave my old friends and I start to connect myself with the godly people who have faith and doing the things from God. So these three things in my life help me to stay in the track.
0: It's the same for us, isn't it, everybody? I mean, it's international. Yeah. Spend time with God. Read His Word and hang out with the right people, right? Join a small group. So it's the same in any culture. Yeah, it keeps us on track.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's the same thing.
0: I always tell my guy, these folks here, that if you want to change your life, you got to change your friends. That's right. If you hang out with the wrong people, you're going to end up doing the wrong that's stuff. Right. And can I get an amen? Amen. I know none of you have ever done that. But I'm talking about some of us that yeah. made the mistake in the yeah. past. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so. THE NAME OF OUR BIBLE SCHOOL, ONE OF OUR BIBLE SCHOOLS IN INDIA IS CALLED DUMATA INDIA. THE WORD DUMATA, Domata, IT'S A GREEK WORD, AND IT'S FOUND IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4, AND IT'S THE WORD USED FOR APOSTLES, PROPHETS, EVANGELISTS, PASTORS, AND TEACHERS. AND SO OUR BIBLE SCHOOL TRAINS PEOPLE WHO FEEL SPECIFICALLY CALLED TO FULL-TIME MINISTRY. I'M TELLING YOU THAT BECAUSE YOU HELP SUPPORT THAT that WORK. AND SAMUEL IS A GRADUATE OF DUMATA BIBLE SCHOOL. And he's the product of that training. So, yeah. Samuel, tell us what domata, how it changed your life or how it influenced your decisions and what you're doing in your life today. Yeah.
1: There's no word to to explain that what domata has done in my life. But the domata, like when I was in the school, I, I can say the domata is the one who imparted the gifts in my life. The domata has put the vision in my life and he helped me to, walk with the Lord, and just uh, follow the call. I, I, I can say I get the call of God in my life through the Domata and the impartation. And also I'm blessed to train under the leadership of Pastor Kevin. And I got the opportunity, like when I was in the school, they were there with us for all four months. And that was really blessing for me to, to, uh, uh, to the, for the Domata because he it has the impart lots of things in my life. And because of their life, their teaching, we are blessed. And it's helped me to walk the race which God has given my life. And through Domada only, I, I, I just start my ministry and, and help me to follow more deeper in the love of God and just find my calling and to just move forward with the fire of God.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. Pretty good investment, huh? Amen. I mean, what what you may not remember is uh, a couple of years ago, Pastor Samuel was here, and he was telling me, God's called me to go to a place in India called Gujarat yeah. and preach the gospel. It's a very dangerous place there. In fact, everywhere he goes to preach the gospel is dangerous, but yeah. uh, he goes to Burma, yeah. which it's not legal to preach there. He goes anyway. He goes to uh, Gujarat, Gujarat. And there's one other place you go, isn't it?
1: I went many like many places wh- where the gospels are not allowed to preach but Lord told me to go I just obey so the Gujarat also the last time it's uh, uh, like our the prime minister the present prime minister has born in that place and his heart desire to make the india is called the hindu country where, where they worship the, the god called ram so everybody is now the slogan is going on that Jaram. Aram. So he wants to make all the country with that, with that name. And, and Gujarat is his born place. And there is many going on. And the, in India, Gujarat is the place where the anti-conversion law is going on, where you cannot preach the, preach the gospel. So the Lord told us to go there, and I we did the kusets many crusades there. And as the Pastor Kevin and the church has supported. But this is a place where
0: if you preach the gospel, they'll just
1: yeah, shoot if, you on the spot. The, if they catch you, they will kill you. So they, then why did you go there? The God told me I go. Yeah. So because we know that even if we die, we will reach the right place.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: Amen. So, so I can say that is the shortcut way to go to heaven, <laughs> <laughs> the best place. So, but,
0: but that day, you, the, that time you went, so our church helped pay for him to go there and do a huge outreach. And yeah. when you went, what
1: happened? And the thousands of people, they accepted Jesus. That's the night I did the two nights the crusade and the thousands of people they came in to take the decision and to live for Jesus. Amen. And we are doing the the discipleship training also. I'm not once I went many times and every year we are doing the 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 discipleship school, the Bible school there in Gujarat, and the Pastor Kevin and the church is helping me to raise those strong leaders to live the end time harvest. Amen.
0: So he did just go there and. Create a bunch of converts. He goes back there, does a Bible school, a discipleship program, and tr- you're now you're training people like you were trained.
1: Yeah, they, every time like the what, whatever because this Bible school vision I got from the Domata India, as the Pastor Kevin and team came in and trained us, the same calling I get in my life and in partition So that's the Lord told me to raise the strong leaders to reap the end time harvest. And although I, I I can say like. It was like the God is not—I will not say not, but is it more than believer. is interested for disciple who can follow the footstep of Jesus. So we are in the busy to make disciple, and I got that reason from the life of Pastor Kevin.
0: Well, it's what an honor it is for us, right, Harvest Church, to be able to sow into and connect to somebody like Pastor Samuel. It's a good ROI, return on investment. Thousands. Oh. I don't, how many people do you think you've led to Jesus in the last 19 years?
1: Just 90, guess. It's uncountable people, but yeah. I can say, every crusade, there is 4,000, 5,000 people are coming to the Lord. You
0: think one so lakh people, maybe? It's more than that. So 100,000 people,
1: They, all, they more came, than that? Yeah, more than that, they came to the Lord. It's
0: amazing. That's amazing. That's just one guy, just one person. Hmm? Just one of our graduates and we have a thousand of them. Not all of them are uh, Robin Trains, but uh, anyway. So Indian culture and American culture are pretty different.
1: is different.
0: What's your favorite part of um, Indian culture?
1: The Indian culture like wh- wh- whenever wh- wherever we go, the people like that is kind of the hospitality even if they don't know one another they can greet you and welcome you and just have the family environment yeah. and then they can know them from the last few years from the many years right and also the i, I love them and in in our, in our culture like not only the village but almost like six seven surrounding village and the city also we know that which house which peoples are strange like we know them very well that's that's our culture because the homely environment we get in india
0: so years and years ago i was helping plant a church in central india and my job because i was uh the foreigner and and people were just immediately curious why are you here who are you? they wanted to talk to me so i was in nagpur my job was to go house to house knock on doors and invite people to come to see this jesus film at our new church so every every door i knocked pastor samuel they said oh namaskar chai pio. so every every house they said oh come on come inside please have some chai with us by the end of the day I had probably drank two gallons of tea. (laughs) I couldn't sleep that night. I was so jacked up on caffeine. (laughs) Everyone was so hospitable, but we had a huge turnout at the Jesus film.
1: In our country, like every time is tea time. Every time is tea
0: time. (laughs) Yeah, he's missing his chai. So, um, and also you've heard of cold cultures and warm cultures. Like in the south here, we have a warm culture. In India, it's a hot culture, meaning they're very friendly, uh, like Scandinavian cultures would be cool or cold cultures. But um, th- that means th- they're real hospitable, but sometimes they run late. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which I fit into perfectly. It's great for me over there. I'm, I'm always on time in India. Yeah. So, so one time we lived in Calcutta, this, this fellow said, he goes, I'll come uh, Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Great, we'll be ready. Tuesday came, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, four, 6 o'clock. He never came. So the next day at 2 o'clock, he knocked on the door. I said, I thought you were supposed to come yesterday. He said, yes, but I said 2 o'clock, it's 2 o'clock.
1: <laughs> 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 Does that sound familiar? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he thought nothing of it. What's your favorite part of American culture?
1: Like, as I said, that in the... the the American culture, we, we only like the miss with the more, most of the time with the believers. Yeah. But like uh, I like the, the believers, they have really zeal for the gospel. They can do anything for the kingdom as the Lord is leading them. They are ready to go anywhere as a missionary and anything they can do for the Lord Jesus Christ. So I, I, I like that zeal that and the passion for the kingdom of God. And also like the, the when I walk from the street or go to the mall or the market, even if I don't know anyone, they just say, hello, how are you doing? So I like that. They smile. They talk with the people even if they don't know. <laughs> so it just look like that we know them from last many years. That's so awesome. I, I, I like that one. <laughs>
0: Everybody look at your neighbor and say, what's up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I like that one. Hey,
0: one thing I noticed in India, though, is as a foreigner, sometimes I'll say, excuse me, I'm trying to find this place. Can you help me find this place? Even if they don't know... Where the place is, they say, Yeah, just go this way, five minutes walking. (laughs) So you walk five more minutes. You ask somebody, Hey, I'm looking for this place. Yeah, just walk this way, five minutes. And then you realize nobody knows where it is. You've just been walking around. (laughs) But nobody wants to tell you, No, they don't know that they can't help you.
1: Some guy asked me that in India, do you have GPS? I say yes. Every time we just sit on like our window and ask, Where is the house? This is next to that. So that's our (laughs) GPS. They will take us. That's right. <laughs> Everywhere is GPS. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: True story. Okay, so what's the difference, Pastor Samuel, in your observation, in reaching lost people in India and us reaching lost people with the gospel here in America?
1: See the, in India, when I, I say that uh, we, we have the culture of the hospitality. When we go to the people' house like that, they're very like kind and the welcome. But when you will go with the gospel of Jesus, then it's very hard. Sometimes even the people will not open their doors. If you say, do you know Jesus? Or you will say, "Talked about the love of God. They are very hard for that. Sometimes the people beat also. If you say Jesus, they will give you the slap. Some places, because they don't want to hear about the the gospel. Because in their blood, they have that Hinduism. From, like the, from their forefathers. So they don't want to listen about the gospel. So that, that, that's the hard time. But even some people, they listen the gospel, but in the final, they will say, all gods are same. We are just going from here, you're going from there, and all of us, we are reaching to the same place like that. So for the, with the gospel, if you go, then it's, it, it's hard. They don't want to listen. But in the like, in U.S., like, I, I went many places, almost 25 states. I went wherever I, I, I just said about Jesus or preaching. They are like, welcome. They, m- most of the people, they say, yes, we are following the same same God. We are also going to the church. We are also doing the thing. So they are open to listen.
0: So we really have to trust in the power of the gospel. The preaching of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. That's right. So when we declare the gospel in India, we have to do it with the demonstration of the That's Holy right.
1: Spirit and power. Amen.
0: It can't just be talk.
1: Yeah, it, it, it cannot be the talk. As the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. In power. So wherever we preach the gospel, God is like doing the signs, wonders, and miracles. Tell and us be-
0: about that. Have you ever said, I'm preaching about Jesus, and to demonstrate to you that he's not the same as all the other gods? He will heal the sick tonight. Amen. Tell and us he, about it.
1: He does. Many crusades, when we see, when we preach the gospel, we see that the, the, the people who cannot walk, they're walking. Even the people who cannot have, they cannot see, they are seeing. And the signs, wonders, and miracles were taking place wherever we are preaching the, the gospel. Even the, the, peop- the, the people who got married for many years, they don't have children. God is blessing them with the children after we prayed. And we get lots of testimonies and lots of things in, 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 our, in our ministry, in our life, where we see the people the, receiving the power of God, and God is strength, healing them. We see the miracle, and because of that, many people are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Do you think that miracles are just limited to places like India, or should we be seeing miracles here also?
1: Yeah, everywhere, because the gospel is the power. Wherever we preach, God demonstrated his power through the signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. It's everywhere, because we are following the same God. That's right.
0: Amen. Amen. So, one of my favorite sermons that I've preached to a Hindu audience one time is, they were gathered and they were listening i think they were deciding are we going to listen to this guy or are we going to throw stones at this guy and so i had to choose my sermon very wisely and my sermon was what makes jesus different from all the other gods uh-huh. right lots of gods in india yeah. and so they leaned they say, yeah what they wanted to know that's right do you want to know what does make him different what makes Jesus different than all the other gods is he loves you. That's right. That's what makes him different, Th- isn't it?
1: Yeah. So wh- wherever we also go, I don't talk about the religion. I just talked about the love of God. Yeah. So Amen. that's make the difference.
0: So what are some of the values that you hold dear in your life that help you make decisions on a day-to-day basis? What do you base your decisions on every day? Like Business, every- marriage, parenting, everything.
1: That for, for us like in the ministry as the lord is leading us we are just doing all those things plus like our our like the family also we just give like the the attention to the the wife and the children and teaching the same thing as the lord has teach us so in our daily life like we we pray together we do the ministry together and we are just teaching the same thing to our our people, and we are making them disciples to do the same thing as Jesus has taught us. So yes. we, we are doing that. But more than that, I spend my time in prayer, reading the Word, and as the Lord is leading us, and we are going with that.
0: Amen. Amen. It's good advice, isn't it? So uh, what's your favorite Indian food?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm I born in Bengali family, so I like fish. <laughs> <Doi> much <laughs> much much. Yeah, fish. Okay, so fish.
0: you may not know this, there's not really a good Indian restaurant in Mobile. There's one average restaurant, Kathmandu Cafe. There used to be a really good one on the airport, but it closed down. And so one day I came home from India about, when did you go with me, Garrison? Five years ago? And we had madras, shrimp madras curry, and I was craving that curry. And so I got online and I learned how to make it so now the best indian food in mobile that you can get is at my house
1: <laughs> and
0: last night i cooked shrimp curry for pastor samuel and sister chanda how, how was it
1: it's very good it was very good weird lord my wife went twice <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was a compliment <laughs> so um what's your favorite american food is the steak steak yeah So yesterday I fed him shrimp curry for dinner and we went to briquettes for a filet mignon for lunch. He had a good day. Yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So uh, in conclusion, what are some of your biggest goals that you want to see come to pass in India as you collaborate with our ministry, Embassy of Hope and Harvest Church and Dumata? uh, Because we work together. Where we bought land for the, Bible school and children's home is in the same city as where Pastor Samuel's headquarters and where his church is. So we're very in fact we offered you come because he's outgrown his his church. He'll tell you about that. But so we said come come have your church in our building, but it's too far away for his people. So he's believing God. He bought some, he's buying some land and he needs some help with that. But uh, tell us what are some of your biggest goals and how can we work to continue to work together? So
1: this year, the Lord, as we are doing the ministry and especially this, uh, the coming, the few months, the Lord is telling us to do some crusade in the same place, Guzrat and also in Manmark, the Burma. So we are, and we do this, the discipleship, the school, the Bible school in three places in Guzrat, and in our place, the Bagdogra, and one is in Manmark. So we finished the Gujarat one, but now we have two more. The school to finish is on September and also in October. And also we are doing the Qusay in Gujarat and also in Manmark this time. So we need the fund for that. And also, like, we we, we started the church in the years ago. In the When the Lord told me to start the church, I did the church in my... My house, in my room, bedroom. It was only 12 by 12 bedroom. So when the church start to grow, I just break the wall and just extend the church. So slowly, slowly it, it, it increased. And now we have almost like the 120 people. Every Sunday we are coming. So we don't have the inner place. People are sitting in the outside also in the step. So, so I've
0: preached in his church. Can you imagine 130 people coming to your house every Sunday? So they've so his his home on the bottom floor is about the size of the stage, and they just kept breaking walls to make room. Now there's no more walls to break, listen. and they had to build an apartment for his family upstairs on the roof. And so now there's people inside, and they sit outside and they look through the windows. Also, so he needs a bigger place.
1: Yeah. So we have the facing the problem with the parking. It's a good problem. Also. When the Lord told me to give the house, your room, for the church, I just gave it. Yeah. And like it, it was like every Sunday I used to take out my bed outside <laughs> and do the service. And I take my bed seat and I used to put it in the floor. Mm. So after the service, the people go and again I take my bed seat and put it in the bed and put the bed inside and I used to sleep there. Mm-hmm. So when we got married, then I just gave totally my room for the church and I start to stay in the rented house. But God blessed us then we make small room for us and now the for the church We have the like the facing the problem So we don't have place now and now we are praying and before I came here the money which I have I just Deposit to the owner and we brought the 7200 square feet land which is cost the in the US dollar is 27,000 so before I came here, we gave some token money. It's around six thousand. We gave it to them, and we are believing God for twenty-one thousand now for the to buy that land for the church. And if we are not giving that money, the end of the the uh, August or the first week of September, then the money which we paid, the six thousand, it will go also. So we are just believing. That's our present needs for the. For the for the, land. the land to buy for the church, and also we need some fund to do these two crusades and to the discipleship training. So we are believing for that.
0: So of all my spiritual sons, I can't, I don't know one who needs more money than this one, because he's doing more. He's he's busier than all of them. Why are you so busy?
1: Lord told me. <laughs> he gave me the tracks to do, so I'm just doing
0: so the size land that he's buying just to give you an idea if you drew a straight line see that these black poles on the stage if you drew a line all the way to the wall through the pole and then all the way back to the back of the room that's about the size of the land that yeah. he's purchasing Yeah,
1: 7,200.
0: and the land that we bought a year and a half ago has quadrupled in value because the city is a very strategic city there's a military base there and it's exploding with growth i mean people are coming to the city by the tens of thousands so we need to help him get this land before the price keeps going up but there's hundreds of thousands of people moving into that city it's the second largest city, city in, in your Gaul, state yeah,
1: in West and
0: it's the largest city yeah. up in the northeast yeah. so we need to that help us growing
1: very fast and not only the army all the like the forces are there based because of the border except the navy yeah. because we don't have the sea no sea in our place so all the forces are there and that rate the land rates are going very high yeah. and the people are also moving there and that is the base for all northeast mm. and also for Nepal Bhutan and Bangladesh
0: you can get to four other nations yeah. from where he lives it's very strategic and just to give you an idea years ago i could have bought four acres in the south part of india Uh, For $40,000. And they said, just put a down payment. Do what he did. And believe God for the rest. And I thought, oh, the pressure of believing God for the rest. Now that same four acres is worth $4 million. Wish I would have bought it. Which is why I bought the land in his place. Because now... It was $100,000. Now it's worth almost $400,000 in just a year and a half. So we will need to help him get that land before the the price keeps going up. But anyway, uh, did you enjoy that today? Wasn't that interesting to hear what you're doing in India through this ministry? And so, wow, amazing. So can we just tell Pastor Samuel and Chanda one more time that we love them and appreciate what they're doing in India? So good.
1: Thank you, Pastor.